Hi, this is Jeff Levy, and this is the My Dog Brandy podcast. Uh, it's simply the story of uh, myself and the dog I had while growing up in the Boston area and the adventures we had, or should I say really uh, the adventures he had um, uh, with us. This story that I'm going to share <clears throat> right now is um, probably one of the most important episodes. It's a uh, fantastical story. Um, and it's so um, unbelievable that I actually had my dad over uh, over the weekend and had him record a segment uh, of exactly his version of this story. Because if I told it, I'm not sure you'd believe me. Um, and then I'll be back afterwards and, and kind of recap it. Um, I used to tell uh, my friends from college his story and they were shocked. It's really, to kind of tee this up, it's really a story of a boy and a dog and the power of hope, um, and most importantly, the power of love. Um, it's a great story. As a matter of fact, this story is the one that got me into college, so uh, that, will, that will show you how unusual it is. So uh, grab a cup of coffee or an iced tea and make sure you grab your, uh, your best friend and get him or her a fresh bowl of water and snuggle together um, and, uh, and together listen to the story of how Brandy died and came back to life. This is, he was 10 years old. I, I, um, I had a job in Watertown. I'm in my office in Watertown and my wife calls and ends. Uh, um, it was around 9.30, I'll never forget. Brandy's bleeding from the anal area. Now, my wife at the time was a teacher. It was Christmas time or, or holiday season time. So she was off from school and Jeff was off from school. And I told her to rush to the vet. Our normal vet uh, was not around, was on vacation. So I took him to a we took him to a substitute. And I find out that he has tumors on his anal area. So I called the vet. And the vet said that uh, call around noontime. This was around 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And I'll have a better idea. I called. Um, and I was told Brandy was put to sleep. I said, what are you talking about? His, his uh, assistant, his assistant, that's what she told me. I paid my MasterCard over the phone, and that was the end of that uh, for that day. He goes in for something relatively simple and, and doesn't come out. I find out that two months later, he's still there. He didn't die. How did you find out? Did they call you? No, they never called me. Uh, it happened to be um, my son's uh, associate from uh, the... Um, well... 
actually, it, it was a junior achievement, I was trying to think, it's, which is a business organization for high schoolers, was uh, uh, feeding Brandy and didn't even know it was my son's dog. Meanwhile, the dog had a, a name tag all the time with my name, address, the dog's name. So it was mid-February. We were told that uh, since we were in Florida, they were storing a dog. We never went to Florida. We didn't give any permission to store anything. They just messed up. And, and uh, for two and a half months, uh, Brandy was without his family. And we were out without the companionship of the dog. Um, now, did they, did they, how did they get to doing the surgery when they called you? The surgery was done in December. Well, no, it was done in, in uh, mid-February when I said to the vet, well, you, you didn't operate, you didn't do anything. Can you still operate? Oh, yeah, it's only a 20-minute operation. I said, SLB, you didn't tell me that in December. You didn't say it was relatively minor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can come see him the next day and pick him up the day after. Well, make a long story short, um, he was operating on a Friday. We saw him Saturday. Monday, I went to see the, the vet, and I was told I had to make an appointment. And they're lucky that I only had two arms. Um, I said, I'm not making an appointment. You guys messed up. I mean, I didn't say that nicely. And um, in Massachusetts, a dog is personal property, just like a um, car or, or a bottle of soda. So uh, unless there's, there's physical injury as a direct result of, of an incident involving an animal, you can't recover. Well, over the years, maybe even 30 or more years, I told the story, and that's my only way of getting back at this vet for their negligence. So what happened when, uh, <clears throat> um, a little later, we, you, found out, you found out that um, you, had ha you have an interior decorator? Oh. That's really the end of this story. Well, actually, um, we... We've been slowly uh, decorating the house, a little here, a little there. And, and the person uh, who later became a, a, a friend um, had a dog. Actually, it was their, their child. I forget if it was a son or daughter. Had a dog named Brandy that, lo and behold, uh, like a, like a uh, um, parole mystery, was brought in the same day Brandy was brought in and the dog's name was Brandy and never made it out of the vet. They put the wrong dog to sleep. <laughs> and and I never told this story to to my friend because I didn't want to uh, um, uh, give him a, a trauma, but they put the wrong dog to sleep. They put the wrong brandy. One was a case on grayish. The other was a reddish blonde uh, golden retriever. 
Only crime was had the same name and the same incompetent vet um, as as uh, our dog. Now, when you when you visited Brandy after the operation to take him home, how did he? What was his disposition, and how did he look? Well, he was eating an apple, reading a story, and drinking soda. What do you mean? How was he? he, he was he, he mad? Did he, he seem cool? Well, he he he. Uh, he didn't write me a note or anything. He, he didn't uh, uh, cut me off from his will, but uh, um, he he was happy to see us. But he was in a cage, and and for two and a half months, he, he was actually a prisoner of war. The war being um, him and the vet. Well, I told you it would be a <laughs> fantastical story. It's all true. I, I can just add a few things. After uh, he was brought to the vet and supposedly put to sleep, I prayed every night um, to get Brandy back. Now, I'm not an overly religious person. I grew up in a conservative Jewish household and certainly was bar mitzvahed, but didn't do a lot of praying. Well, over those couple of months or so, um, I remember every night praying. For some reason, um, I needed him and to bring me back, bring him back. Um, and, uh, and that's what happened. So I mentioned earlier that uh, there's a little twist to this story when I was applying to college. So I'm filling out applications. And keep in mind, I... I didn't do uh, incredibly well in high school. I was an average student, did average on the SATs, uh, maybe a little below average student, but uh, um, was sitting at the kitchen table one, one night <clears throat> filling out applications. And one of the questions was, tell us a story uh, where you learned a lesson in life, something along those lines, um, story that had the most impact on you. And I couldn't figure out what to write. So my dad, uh, my dad said, well, and pointed to Brandy, who was at my feet. I think he was probably sleeping. Um, if I had something to eat, he would have been begging for food. But I think at this point he was sleeping. So why don't you tell Brandy's story? So I didn't, I didn't think anyone would believe it. So I, but I wrote it and I included a picture of him and I wrote on the back, I'm including a picture because he does not make personal appearances. And sent it in. And I, I got accepted to a bunch of schools. And um, the one I was most interested in was Temple University in Philadelphia. Now, Temple's a, a, a fairly large school, full graduate schools, all undergraduate schools. It's, it's in Boston. It's similar to BU. In Philadelphia, you would know it. Um, uh, certainly, Temple is a, is a very large, very large school. And uh, I took a tour of the campus and then went in to meet an admissions officer and asked her, now keep in mind, I've already been accepted, so there's really no pressure, and I pretty much decided to go there. I asked her, I'm just curious, like, I, I didn't do that well in high school, didn't do great on S the SATs. Why did you accept me to Temple? And she said, Jeff, that's the most amazing essay we've ever read here in the admissions office. It spread like wildfire throughout the staff. That's why you got accepted. So I essentially went to Temple University. Brandy got me into Temple. Um, he lived another, about another seven years. And um, obviously if he wasn't, uh, 
if he wasn't spoiled beforehand, I can tell you he wanted for nothing after this episode when he was, uh, when we was, when he was held prisoner. Uh, he would sit in the middle of the kitchen and bark and watch the three, the, uh, the three of us run around the house trying to figure out what he wanted. Did he want to go outside? Did he want water? Did he want something to eat? You know, he ate bagels. Did he want a bagel? We'd bring all this stuff like we're serving it to him uh, in the kitchen. And he would look at us and keep barking if it just wasn't the item. And eventually we'd stumble on it and he would be fine. But um, we, we treated him even more like a king. Um, and that wasn't a problem for us. We loved, we loved doing it because we loved him. And he was the, he was the king of the house. And um, ever since then, I just always believed that um, things work out in the end. And um, in a way, whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen. And the power of hope. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, if you have, give us a rating uh, on, uh, on iTunes, and I think Spotify does it as well. Uh, we're on all the platforms. And make sure you subscribe because we're going to be producing a couple of episodes every week. And we have some uh, amazing guests lined up as well. So it, it'll be a mixture of, of, of just telling stories and, and also interviewing um, some interesting guests. Um, so that combination, and we're, we're still trying to still trying to find my way here and but uh, I appreciate you sticking sticking with me on this uh, on this adventure um, have a great night